Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the Star Wars podcast brought to you from a galaxy pretty bloody close. In fact, so close you can almost hear it in your ears. This is episode 154, recorded on the fine day, May the 4th, 2022, yeah. featuring Mr. Gary Aylett and two wonderful guests from the unknown regions. <laughs> That's right, we are joined by two Fantastic podcasters, extraordinaires of the audio medium, and hosts of my favourite podcast, Sequel Pitch, where we battled to the death not so long ago with our sequel pitches to, I was going to say the wonderful Rise of Skywalker, (laughs) but what we'll say is just the Rise of Skywalker. It is, of course, some of the Sequel Pitch team, we've got Drew and Andy, and we've got the rookie wookie, the bearded wonder, Obi-Wan Kaborin. It's Mr. <laughs> Gary Elliott as well. What? Don't give me that. Don't laugh. Don't, don't laugh. Don't encourage me. Don't encourage me. Um, Gaz, Drew, Andy, hello. Are we all hello, good? Hello, hello. Yeah, very good. Very good. Thanks for having us on. Indeed. May the fourth be with everyone. Oh, no. Of course. Even on Star Wars Day. Insults. Not even a minute no. in. Yeah. Of course. Throwing shit. Keeping you on your toes, mate. You know what I mean? It's um you said I was a bit grumpy last week, so I figured that's like the persona that you've given me now is Mr. Grumpy. Lean into I sort of gotta lean into that, I think. Fair enough. So yeah, the way you personify that is by insulting me. That's okay. If I'm the vehicle to to do that, then sweet. I'm the Victor Meldrew of podcasting now, so everyone pisses me off. I'm like, ah, look at him. (laughs) Get off my grass, Gaz. Yeah, in your 40s now, so... Yeah. Well, it's in your 40s, 30s. Almost. Yeah, still got it. <laughs> Drew, Andy, welcome to Sparker Rebellion. You can tell that, you know, based on, on, on your fine, highly planned, wonderfully, well, put across podcast, that this is not quite the same. How, how are you feeling about being on Sparker Rebellion and sort of just flying by the seat of your pants? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's a real treat to not have had to spend multiple hours coming up with pitches and oh. writing the synopsis of the movie and various other things mm. this is this is a, a genuine treat it's it's a pleasure to be here yeah. this is going to change <laughs> our podcast i think in the future we do <laughs> less of less pitching and just more and more just like you know what let's just talk and then maybe pitch a line of a the movie. cool thing with that is that because this is yeah i really it, it was so nice yeah not to do god hours of work on a sunday and you're just like oh yeah. Make it, get it, You'll get be like the, um, the 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 people replying to tweets on Twitter. You know where you see these tweets like, "No one's gonna listen to four dudes getting drunk and chatting <laughs> crap with your friend." Like, and we are now the four guys that are yeah, like, "Well, indeed. 
Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, they will. Yeah. yeah, they will. All right, you beautiful <laughs> listener out there. We are recording this on May the 4th, but of course it's coming out a little later on the Saturday. So we hope you've had a wonderful Star Wars week and all the revelations that came down the wire on Star Wars Day. Plus, we've got a lot to look forward to at Star Wars Celebration later this mm-hmm. month in the old Anaheim, California. Yay. But we're going to go around and we're going to do our usual, aren't we? We're going to do the Patreon Throw us a little bit of money. Chuck us it our way. It goes into the production. I was going to say it goes. This is actually a lie, Drew and Andy now. <laughs> now I've said what I've just said. goes into the production of Spark of Rebellion. We've clearly just said we don't plan for it, but we do put it back into the podcast. SparkRebellion.com forward slash Patreon. And let us know what was your favorite part of Star Wars Day. SparkRebellion.com forward slash Twitter. We'll do the usual roundtable then, Gaz. Uh, what have you been up to this week in Star Wars, mate? Anything? Nothing? Uh, yeah, I've been uh, hacking the StarWars.com website to grab the cool concept art that they've shoved on there. So I've now got that as my wallpaper. Nice. So, yeah, I wondered where you got that from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't waste my nights, dude. <laughs> so I've been doing that. And also uh, started off a cheeky little rewatch of the old, you know, the old Clone Wars uh, two-part animated show that they did years mm. ago um i can't remember the animator's name like a famous animator did like samurai jack and all that stuff those old uh, clone wars so uh, yeah i had a bit of a rewatch of that which is cool and i'm not sure what i'm do for the rest of the week i'm i think i'm gonna do something star warsy this evening after we've recorded i'm not sure watch something might stick a new hope on I haven't seen that in a while so yeah a couple of bits sweet love it love it love it andy done anything star warsy this week mate um, no, yeah, apart from the usual using the force on automatic doors to make myself feel powerful. Um, Welcome not, to Asda, much. I, uh, Yeah. Uh, no, I say I might do what Gary do. I might finish the night with a with a Star Wars film. I need to. I need to watch. I need to rewatch the last Jedi for still. Months, so I might, literal I might months. Anytime Star Wars comes up, I know it just takes a lot. It's because I, I do need to give it another go because you have brought a point where I'm like, I should maybe give it another watch, but at the same point, all those points <laughs> I remember, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. But So maybe I'll do another one. Maybe I'll do something better like <laughs> the Phantom Menace. It only gets better. Oh, them fighting words. Ooh, fighting Goodness words. Me. I love it. I love it. Thanks to pay for it. Yeah. What about you, mate? Done anything Star Wars? Um, funnily enough, I've, I started off Clone Wars as well. Um as it's it's a bit of a blind spot for me. I've I caught up with little bits and bobs, and I've been meaning to. I I had lofty ambitions of um, watching all of the Clone Wars over a set over a, any particular span of time, but it's there is too much there. So, and then I was like, oh no, no I'll go online. I'll find a good list of like what are the episodes of Clone Wars that you have to watch, and there's still like forty of them. Then and then and. Like they're just like screen rants, like yeah, yeah, yeah. These you have to watch all forty of these. So I started, I haven't finished, and other than that, I've um, I rescued my Lego Millennium Falcon from languishing in a drawer, and it's now on the shelf, ready to go in my office when I finish turning the shed into the office over the weekend. So I've got some good Star Wars decorations. Oof. Sounds good. Very cool. The problem with the Clone Wars stuff is that. With Filoni involved, it's not the old sort of quantity over quality. The most of it is quality. So, <laughs> in order to watch all of them that are decent, you have to yeah you have to chip away yeah. at that one for sure. But yeah. yeah. 
How many are there? Well, there's, there's seven seasons, and it's like 20-minute episodes, so there's not like 20 oh, in a season. Yeah. Yeah, 22, 20, yeah. I was going to say, you just... Just may as well yeah, try and maybe watch the whole thing, but um, that's still quite a lot. Yeah, and then the yeah. bad batch after that. Bloody hell! Yep. All right then. Then we have that in there as well. And then we're all single, aren't we? <laughs> 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 then we're doing this full time, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell! What have you been up to, Mark? Have you done anything Star Warsy for May the Fourth or this week in general? Um, just tried to finish that High Republic book off. Which is taking ages because I keep going to sleep. <laughs> it's the Claudia Gray one. Yeah, and I feel bad because every time I read a Claudia Gray book, I'm like, it's taking ages, this one. And it's not anything against Claudia Gray apart from that last one. That wasn't great. But this one, I'm like, it's actually good. And I love Claudia Gray's work and, and her Star Wars stuff. But man, it's like two pages. And then it's 2 a.m. and I'm wide awake with like a bookmark in my eye. <laughs> so that's causing me some issues, dude. But appreciate it, yeah. Nothing else. We know you listen, Claudia. Love your work. Of course. Don't worry about that. Don't listen to what Mark says. Love your work. Right. Pleasantry's done. We should dive into some news. Because our, uh, our listeners are like, come on. We want to know what's going on in the world of Star Wars. Who wants to go first? Guests first. Uh, Andy, do you want to pick a story, dude? Oh, I, I, I really like this, uh, this Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <Straight away. laughs> off the uh, bat, yeah. let's do it. Straight off. Off the bat, because <laughs> I haven't got the picture out of my head uh, since I've seen it. Um, so we're, uh, we're on, was it, through Screen Rant. What if Michael Jackson had played Jar Jar Binks <laughs> in, oh, the, uh, in The Phantom Menace? This is just... Um, <laughs> yeah, if anyone hasn't seen uh hasn't seen this and can go on screen rant and just type in jar jar binks michael jackson have a look at this picture <laughs> and then try and sleep for the next week and you'll just be up because wow wow it's freaky it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's freaky um so this is this is him loving him loving star wars and wanting to be jar jar binks for some reason because i don't know why anyone would want to be Jar Jar it's funny yeah. as well, that isn't it? Because it's like one of the little subtitles is um, how Michael Jackson's Jar Jar Binks would have been different to Ahmed Bess. And you're like, how's that? Yeah. Of course, he's Michael. <laughs> he would have been, been in prosthetics doing some thriller shit. And it would have been completely, yeah. completely different. Um, but I'm here for that. I'd have been all right with that, Andy. I'm in. I don't know if you guys ever saw this old comedy that he <laughs> went out I mean, in the UK called Bo yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I Can I get a shot? <laughs> like every time he just moves around set, it's like, the And I sort of wish that Michael Jackson couldn't act, but when he did act, he turned into that. So every line was just delivered. Like, I'm Michael Jackson. No, I'm Jar Jar Binks. I'm here with Qui-Gon Jinn. You know what I mean? Just like really that. He just became the accidental caricature and then just was switching it off every time he was like back in his trailer. He's just like, whew. Okay, that was a hard day. That was a tough one. Whew. And it, was, it turned out that Michael Jackson was just like us, a normal guy with a British accent. And he was just tired after a day at work. <laughs> I just, oh, 
it, like looking through this story. Sorry, Andy. I mean, it's, it, it's yeah. I was gonna say it's 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 Star. It's not Star Wars related, but I re- recently read that he watched the first Men in Black and he like wept apparently with how good it was. And then he called up and he was like, "Let me be in the second one. Let me be in the second one. Let me be in the second one." Like, he's got some weird film choices. Like I guess he, he's gone. Off. Oh, actually, no. Well, there would have been Star Wars the the last one before the mm. Phantom Menace. I mean, yeah, there, by so. all accounts, but, yeah, because he was in that accounts, one for like a weird dude. two minutes. But you know, weird, maybe putting it mildly. But yeah, oh, I hear man. that. Yeah, yeah, it, they are, they yeah. Are, there is there is some in that. I mean, we would have got Jar Jar Binks moonwalking though. That would have been him, like kind of blasting through bullets, <laughs> like Neo like, comes out in the same year as the Matrix, and all this work <laughs> Warner Brothers have put in to bullet time and everything is just completely undone by Michael Jackson moonwalking around like the Gungan City, dodging everything. He's <laughs> just Warner Brothers, like what has just happened? What has gone on? Which leads me to an interesting one. Um, right at the end. So the screenwriter article, we'll stick it in the show notes for you. Uh, would Jackson have been enough to save the Phantom was, Menace in 1999? I was just this Yes or no? Uh, <laughs> yes. Wow. Just for the we crack. We were robbed. <laughs> yeah. We were robbed of uh, moonwalking yeah, jargon. Well, it depends if like... <laughs> if all of them had uh, all their army... All the Jar Jars, come on, what race they are. If they, uh, if they all had Michael Jackson's like features, Gungans, that's it. A race of that, Michael Jackson. Then I would have been up for that, because that would have been fucking nightmare. But it's not just him. <laughs> oh, everyone moonwalking. <laughs> An echo out. Just oh, one man. massive hee-hee that echoes across the... the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's their power. That's oh, their God. Accessing the forces. A hee-hee-hee. <laughs> Yeah, and more, and then, a million yeah. voices. The thing cried that I like about this article <laughs> is <that> yeah, <laughs> the thing that I like about this article is George Lucas's excuse for not casting Michael Jackson. So apparently he was up. Michael Jackson really wanted to do it, and he wanted to do the whole prosthetics thing, like you guys said from from Thriller and so on. And George Lucas is like, um, yeah, we can't do that because we need a we need we want a CGI character. So I'm afraid you can't because for that very reason. It had nothing to do with the fact that he would have been absolutely shocking. It was just we need it to be CGI mate. So I would have cast you but yeah. That's creative direction. Do you think he auditioned though? Do you think he auditioned and he did the jar jar like Mr. <laughs> Michael Jackson, Mr. Bombad, Mr. Jackson, Mr. Bombad singer. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> George is like, let's try it one more time, Max. And uh, Michael, just, That's just try it. Yeah, take those like, socks off. <laughs> yeah, they're interfering <laughs> with the lighting. Can you moonwalk? Probably not anymore. You know what I mean? He's like, not on this floor. <laughs> and they just know that because they all come as a package, don't yeah. they, Jackson? So it'd have been like, I'm going to need you to get my giant Jar Jar Binks in there as well. And I, do you know what I mean? And so you'd have just ended up with just, and, and like they'd have probably tried to force a song in. You know, let's revisit the Cantina band, and it would have clearly been a disco mm, track. Definitely. You know, we love that. Um, yeah, but I'd, I don't know. Jackson, I think we, yeah. I think we, oh. I think we were robbed. I think so. I we were robbed. I don't think it would have saved the movie. I I kind of it would have. It would be a whole new. It would have changed though, because that's the thing. I think if he genuinely was in it, he would have probably wanted not a song. But he would have had probably more to do. They or, they couldn't have let you know, him more lines like take over. Like so of all the people ch- in the world that 
if someone said to me, hey, you've, you've already got a composer on board, but Michael Jackson wants to get stuck in and he's brought Quincy Jones. John Williams <laughs> is one of the only composers in the world where I'd be like, no, nah, I'll, st- I'll stick with John. I'll stick with John, guys. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't see that happening. <laughs> yeah, but he wants to do like... We could, you could just, well, well, let's do a collab. You know what I mean? This is Junkie, Junkie XL all over again with like Hans Zimmer. Um, and it's, it's, you can imagine it like Jewel of the Fates no longer. It's just got like a bit of a synth breakdown in the middle, you know, just right at the meditation bit, just, and then back into it. Oh man. Oh uh, man. But it's a good job he didn't though, because he died in yeah. the end. So we'd have all been screwed because he wouldn't have been able to reprise the role. And um, so maybe we did dodge a bullet, you know, on that one. Maybe we did. I don't Possibly. know. Possibly. What would have to happen? Who, well, quick one then. What would have to happen for a Jar Jar Disney Plus <laughs> series to work? Um, God. Michael Jackson to return. <laughs> have to be like... <laughs> <laughs> I like what about like old man Jar Jar where he's like old man Logan Grizzled. and he's really like you know tough and grizzly but it's Jar Jar Actually, and he's, yeah wasn't, it, me wasn't there something angry. knocking around a couple of years ago about a, there was some concept art that broke the internet around a sort of dark Sith Jar Jar what well, yeah it was um, yeah I remember yeah, that I read that it was uh, yeah it was a big myth that he was supposed to he, well, he could or have like been, that or he was going to be the big uh, bad of the sequel trilogy uh, or something and there was yeah the the whole mm, thing that actually mm. he was one of the apprentices and his his That's meddling yeah. is what put mm. everything into action and you can kind of it's like the pixar theory you can you can see the lines and go okay yeah that that might mm. not be what they intended but i can see how jar jar's responsible for um like genocide <laughs> All right, I'm going to do you yeah. a round of, a, a round of on the spot trivia. Um, <clears throat> it's not trivia, really. It's quick thinking. All right, I'm going to come at you with um. a character from Star Wars, and you've instantly got to pick the famous singer that you think should have played <laughs> them instead of the actual person. Oh, I'm so bad with singers. Okay, all right. right. Here we go, guys. Oh, all right, oh, yeah. No pressure, but Gaz, I'm going to come to you first. All right, and we are going to go with uh, Mace Windu. Um, I'm going to say um, Pharrell Williams. Mm. Oh, he's, too, he's, a pretty, he's pretty as well, though, isn't he? Imagine that one. He's quick on his feet. Mm. Yeah, oh, he's quick on his feet. <laughs> and a hat. You'd have to have a hat as well, wouldn't you? So. <laughs> I don't know why that was an attribute that I... <laughs> I thought would be good, but he would have dodged that go. force lightning. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be out of a window, would he? He'd be happy about it as well. <laughs> that is genius. All right, we're gonna go Andy, and we're gonna choose the character of. Do you know what? Let's go for Chewbacca. Mm. Uh, I was literally thinking that. Bloke. I was literally thinking that. If he was, if he was still that. with us, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think you kind of need a big, you need a big voice. I can imagine that. Either that or like the complete contrast and have someone like um, a really cheap, like Taylor Swift, as soon as he opens his mouth. But Meatloaf would probably be more. I'm in for any of those two. All right, I love that, I love that. All right, all right. And then Drew, uh, last but not least, Emperor Palpatine. In his, in his, in fact, we'll do two actually, you get a bonus. 
in his Ooh. senator days slash chancellor days and his emperor days, which two singers uh, would you em- pick? Emperor days, uh, Mick Jagger. Yes. Younger. Nice. Yep. Oh. oh, I really can't think of anything. I, it, I, I think it's. I think you get Mick to do both. Like he's. He he he! Like I do, it's just a personal thing. He kind of freaks me out. So, yeah, having him play Palpatine <laughs> would work for me. Yeah. For that a second, I thought you were going to go Elton John and Kiki D. I'm honest with you. <laughs> I thought that's where we were going to go with that one. <laughs> I've got I've got one for Mark, and I already know his answer. Go on. But I don't know how to pretend that I knew it without giving anyway. Han Solo, and I know what's coming. Oh, Ron Bon Jovi. Get him in I knew there. it was Bon Jovi. I knew <laughs> it. Because of the teeth. He's got his teeth, hasn't he? <laughs> he'd come out. He'd just smile, yeah. wouldn't he? You know, and he'd, he'd probably deliver a cheese that, you know, Princess Leia would be like, I love you. And he'd be like, always. Oh, fuck oh. off, John. Get in the carbonite. <laughs> Go on. And take your ticket prices. Leave. Bon Jovi was coming. Yeah, you set that one up. Mm. The way you said Emperor Days as well sounded like a like a rap album. I thought uh, Young Emperor was going to be like Eminem on Cruise List or something, which would have worked great if he was... And he pops the hood and up. All his and plans his, are delivered with angry know, rap about yeah. his mum. <laughs> and his yeah. exes. You know, oh, slating God. everybody. Yeah, yeah. He's like Adele, isn't he? He, just, he can't get over it. <laughs> You're all right. Write songs about new stuff, please. We all, we all know oh, about no. Hayley. We get it. Get over it. She's fine. She did all right for herself. Oh, my word. All right, let's move on. Next, we have Drew in the hot seat. Pick your new story to deliver. I mean, I, I think I think we should jump in with the, the brand new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Good which choice. dropped today. Good choice. Yeah, good. To be fair, I should have done this first. Uh, but by the picture yeah, of you know, and Andy's like a magpie. As soon as something's got his attention, you're, there's 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 no there's no getting past it. Um, yeah, so we have a new one minute twenty eight yeah, trailer for the Disney Plus show dropping in twenty three days, uh, giving us a fair amount of new footage, and yeah, we've got some some uh, and a good scene showing that. We've definitely got Obi-Wan and um, Owen having a good chat about Luke's future and some new shots of the Inquisitors and mm. uh, some fairly significant shots of Vader getting suited up. How are, are you guys mm. How are you guys feeling about this oft in lieu of this new trailer? It's getting me more excited. I'm pretty excited already, but it's... I just hope this is just a good story. That's what I'm just wanting. That's what it looks like it's building to. It's a, you know, um, uh, what was the term in PlayStation? Babysitting kind of missions, but in a nice kind of, <laughs> you're going to look after this kid. Escort and missions. Darth Vader's going to come along and stuff. But escort, that's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm psyched mm. for it. It does look like they've, um, they've nailed some of the continuity pretty well as well. So, you know, in A New Hope, when... Um, Uncle Owen's just he's just having a right old bitch isn't he about Luke he's like you're lazy you don't do anything I just need to whip your ass a little bit get you working mm. on the farm anything to keep you away from you know the uh, the whole saving the galaxy thing so you had that little interaction between Obi-Wan and stuff and Obi-Wan's like yeah don't worry mate 
when you're crispy, <laughs> it's down to me. I'm going to train him. So, so I love how they've got that continuity already there. So you know yeah. what to expect, which is cool. But I think the um, there was the the highlight for me was obviously the bit at the end where you see Vader sort of uh, mechanical parts being mm. bolted on like Lego, and he's ready to rock and roll. But there was one scene in the beginning where there's some stormtroopers knocking around. It looks like some sort of downtown neon sort of area of somewhere. Uh, and it looks exactly like, I don't yeah. know if you guys ever saw this, but a f- couple of years ago, they dropped this secret or found footage of when George Lucas was developing a TV series way before <sighs> Disney Plus oh. and everything. And there was, yeah, do you remember there was this scene where there was like stormtroopers rocking around in this nighttime scene and stuff. It's almost, almost the same. Like they've taken that inspiration from George. So he is still inspiring the new stuff from Star Wars that's after all these years. Cool. That's amazing. That is very cool. Yeah, it that's was because cool. the that's the good, un, yeah. like the the criminal underworld. Mm, yeah, that's it. Oh that's man, yeah. that looked mint as well. It was. Yeah. Uh, how much do you think Filoni's going to be involved in this one, or has been involved in this one? Because I know Deborah Chow's directing it, and it's been a little bit like you know, I don't think Filoni's been mentioned too much, but all the best mythology and continuity stuff comes from Filoni like pretty much every time. Like, do you think he's had much say in this? At the very top, yeah. I can imagine, yeah. He probably doesn't, like, get in a lot, but he was probably there for the first, like, proper story uh, meetings and stuff, I, mm. know, I can imagine. Is he producer on this, is he? Um, is he exec producer in. or something? I don't know. Shall I Google it? Get on the Goog. Find that out immediately. And I think, yeah, the um, the other thing that's cool is that they're really focusing on the Inquisitors mm. as well. This is not just a, the Empire's doing some shit, mm. and now Vader wants to you know track down obi-wan it's not just that cat and mouse thing these guys are they mm. they play quite heavily so it looks very very cool so the only the only thing we've had with inquisitors is obviously the jedi fallen order game and some stuff in them in star wars rebels so it's gonna be very cool to see those guys sort of live action and how yeah. they do that so yeah that's got me sort of pumped more than anything really is the Inquisitor it's, it's stuff. gonna be sort of fallen order and rebels aren't whilst fallen order was a big success and rebels has people in the fandom know it general movie going disney plus watching public who are interested in star wars probably don't know what an inquisitor is so it's that's going to be really interesting seeing how they handle that and watching how they introduce those characters without making it boring for all the people who already know about them that will be that'll be really cool to see yes yeah that's interesting actually because it's I think that's always a really hard balance for people, isn't it? Like us nerds, we're just like, do the fan service, but make it original. <laughs> like, the, like the impossible. Um, and yeah. it's like, I always use my mum as the example for this one. Um, we call her the Inquisitor as well, not to her face. <laughs> uh, not too scared of her, but um, we, uh, sorry, mum. Um, <laughs> where was I going with that? Yeah, my mum's like the litmus test in the... Um, if she can sort of pick this up and watch it and enjoy it, like it's sort of passed the test. And if I can do it mm. and enjoy it as well, then it's sort of passed the test because it's, you've got the, someone that doesn't really watch anything apart from just, here's the advertised thing on the service that you buy because that's also advertised. Whereas us, it's like, well, consume yeah. everything. So it's um, it's such a balance that I don't know how yeah. they do it. Like the MCU does it. We talked about Doc Strange earlier. Um and, and you guys, when you did sequel pitch last week, the, the Doctor Stranger, whoever came up, by the way, was it you, Drew? 
with that Doctor Strange bouncing through all of the other multiverse battles and all that <laughs> stuff was ingenious. Oh, that was genius, man. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you. I am in for that one. Uh, that fun, oh, yeah. mate, you were robbed. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know how they balance that. I don't know how they balance doing mm. that. You know, um, where's that line in fan service? And like you said, the, that exposition needed to be like, "Here's an Inquisitor, and here's what they do." And you, you totally nail it, Drew. Like that's a real challenge, I think. Yeah, it is a challenge, isn't it? And I think they have that with um, that balance. I think it's all about balance, right? With the fan service stuff, like you were saying, versus the. Can you just enjoy it at face value as a sort of casual fan, I guess? But I think they like to, I don't know, I, I guess you want fans to go online as soon as the, the episode's gone out and be like, uh, 8 minutes 22, did you see that yeah. thermal detonator in the background? That Exactly the same thing that they used in yeah, A New Hope. Yeah. But it's got like a slightly different shade of red on the button, so <laughs> let's talk about that, because that's a conspiracy in itself. So I guess they want fans to do that <laughs> stuff afterwards and but not sort of pile on too much as if you know so it buckles under its own weight mm. of fan service that's the balance i think to strike so but it looks great though especially obi-wan's face at the end when you hear vader's mask yeah, clicking yeah. and that sort of sound and his face changes like oh mm. shit that's his face oh, is like in it yeah detention at school where were you you missed it and also when oh, owen's like shit. like he trained yeah. his dad you could and you're like Ooh, Number one, yeah, you're like, oh, you mother. <laughs> and then also yeah. I was like, wait a second, is that Ewan McGregor actually acting in Star yeah. Wars? This is great. Because like in the others, it was just charming <laughs> Ewan McGregor, wasn't he? And it's mm. like, you've got to act. And, and he wasn't, yeah. don't get me wrong, he was great in the prequels. He was like one of the best bits for me because I, I think he's ace. But he's actually got to deliver some range because this, I assume the story in the show yeah. demands it now. So that was quite interesting because he, he like, it looked hurt, which is, I don't, it's going to sound really bad when I say this about everyone else involved in Star Wars, but you're not always used to seeing yeah. that. And that's, yeah. I think that's, that's mm. a fair point. Yeah. I was, yeah, I yeah. was really struck watching this mm. trailer about five times on my lunch break, how all of a sudden, on your lunch break, Drew. Sure, mate. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. I'd, yeah, anyway. Um, the, the, the role of Obi... It always felt very separate, and it felt like there was Alec Guinness's run in his three, and there was Ewan McGregor in his three. But it always felt like, and maybe it's just from the generation that we're part of and that I grew up watching the original trilogy on VHS before the the prequels were a thing but it always felt like obi-wan was alec guinness and ewan mcgregor was was kind of not cosplaying because that sounds like i'm demeaning his performance because i love i love ewan mcgregor he was one of the reasons i trained to be an actor like he i absolutely adore the man but it always felt like alec guinness's role and this trailer all of a sudden made me go wait this feels like they're giving him the role now. It feels like going forwards, he really is yeah. going to have more ownership of this character than Alec Guinness does or did. And that I it was quite I felt a little bit emotional when I realised that. It kind of yeah, the these Star Wars movies that I that came out at such a formative time for me, the the prequels, and they're just being more and more embraced and it's it's really lovely. We were saying that, weren't we, guys? Like, yeah. 
the prequels get derided because there are so many bad things about them, but they are always the most mind era for Star Wars because the story beats that were laid down, regardless of how they were delivered mm. on screen, the story ideas are so rich that they can be mined in so many different ways from different angles and perspectives by different characters. And then, you you know, when you layer the Clone Wars on top of that and you bring in Ahsoka and the Bounty Hunters and, you know, this new canon version of X, Y, and Z, there's so much more than the original trilogy. Um, and it, it's the original trilogy slots into that as part of the wider story. But the prequels just, that era just has so much going mm. on that I, I'm, I'm interested because with that point, it's really actually interesting uh drew about like um you mcgregor being given that role and it, it becoming his in that it's not just now yeah but you mcgregor's like the best obi-wan because i was 15 when i saw the prequels so that's the reason it's now it's like holy shit you mcgregor's like look at him he's actually really mm. pretty decent um yeah fascinating point man yeah, I think also it's got something, a, a tiny little thing to do yeah. with his age, I think, as well. Now that he's getting to, yeah, visually he's looking a bit like, yeah, yeah Alex, Gen uh, Alex Guinness, it feels like there's a, we're starting to have a bit of overlap. So maybe to your point, Drew, it could be a bit of, yeah, he's starting to catch mm. up a little bit with the whole Alec Guinness look. And I don't know, I don't know what he based his performance on either. I'm 99% I'm sure it was like, well, don't copy Alec Guinness, but you need to be yeah. Alec Guinness. In a, in a certain way so maybe yeah. there's a bit of overlap coming up <laughs> i i distinctly remember when like it must have been around revenge of the sith because i think he had the beard and the short hair but there were in the promo materials or maybe behind the scenes of people getting alec guinness a photo of alec guinness and they did the triangle that goes between his irises and then down to his mouth and then they overlaid it and then they did the same on Ewan McGregor and then they overlaid them and went, oh, it's exactly the same. Like they were trying to convince everyone that, no, they do look alike, guys, please accept this. And yeah, I, I did, sorry, I don't know why that entered my head, but just ran, I'm just looking at Ewan McGregor's face on a screen now, yeah. scowling at me and it just entered my mind. I'm sorry. Well, that's like the... Uh, sorry, the only thing I... The only thing I fear, sorry, man. The only thing I fear about is actually something you said earlier, Gary. Is mm. like kind of we already know the ending, and we know it's like six episodes, and we know how every character ends. So, are we going to have a great episode five and an okay episode six? Or basically, he's just like, right now, I'm going to just slink mm. off. Like, how can they make the? How can they make literally episode six one of the best ones when it's something we all know? That's the only thing I kind of. We're going to have a couple mm. of good episodes, a few great episodes, and one, the last one, where it's a bit like, oh, it's just kind of winding down. Hmm. I think it depends on how, where in the, in, the, in the timeline they wrap this up as well, because they could leave it when Luke is still a, a wee lad. You know, in the trailer, he's on the mm. top of the homestead and he's pretending to fly an X-Wing or something like that, or whatever. Um, yeah. So if they leave it there, that obviously gives us loads of time before the demise of of obi-wan so we've got like a whole you know like a couple of decades i suppose in terms of story um and that probably leads on i'll jump in actually and do the next story um which is this is from denofgeek.com and the title of this story is could star wars obi-wan kenobi open the door for new spin-offs mm. and the subtitle is um uh, season two might not happen but what about a spin-off 
Star Wars series, other things. And the, the point that they're making in the article, it's quite long, I won't read all of it, but that Deborah Chow basically said, look, we need to handle the legacy stuff, which is all the things that you know and love about the Star Wars uh, original trilogy and some of the books and whatnot. But we also need to um, sort of interject with new characters and new stuff going on. So we need that fine mix of, of what's going on there. So if they do wrap it up and it's still fairly early, um, early on in terms of Luke's age and what Obi-Wan's done on Tatooine at that point, we could have some other shows that sort of go off and do their thing, like an Inquisitor show. We could have, um, I don't know, a, a Jar Jar Michael sort of stuff going on. <laughs> and then at some point they could coalesce, you know, they can all bring it back together and then that you know, might lead on to then like, you know, the other the timeline with the Mandalorian and stuff like that. So uh, I think that's an interesting point because not everything, I think they've surprised people saying like, Obi-Wan Kenobi is probably going to be very good, but we're not going to do the usual, here's a second season before the first one's even gone out. They sort of left it, you know, let's mm. sort of let the dust settle for mm. a while afterwards and see where we go. So I think that's a, real, a really interesting idea because like I said earlier, I'm really up for the Inquisitor stuff. And if they turn out to be really badass and very cool, we could see them in their own uh, stuff. And then that could lead to Cal Kestis and some other bits. So yeah, it's... Uh, Mark loves his stuff, the whole interconnectivity mm. of things. and So that could be cool. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, if we have a, any, any spin-off of anything, it's, it's something to do with the Knights oh. of Ren because they were robbed in, those, were. in the movies. And it just, again, like a six-part of Kylo just coming in, grabbing him and <laughs> destroying <laughs> some shit. Like, oh, great. That would we're be needing good. needing that. I'd love to That's see that, man. I agree. And I, I, um, I'm fascinated by like the, the Carl Kestis thing as well because... Um, the, I just can't help but think that you don't cast someone like Cameron, Mon- Cameron Monaghan and then go so deep into his likeness. Yeah, exactly. At a time that is set, uh, that is set five, ten years. You know, it's a, it, that game takes place around the same time as Solo, which is exactly the same time as Obi Wan Kenobi takes place. Just why? Yeah. Why bother? He's 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 coming back, and not just for the just. It's he has to be. Not just for the games, yeah, and because it, yeah. that's so that yeah. came out when did it come out twenty nineteen, mm, and so yeah, was, like they it? probably did the scans for the character a good two or three years before then, and obviously they can manipulate that while they're making the game. But yeah, he's he's going to be exactly in the right age range to be smack bang in the middle of this period once obi-wan and solo and everything else is passed and we're getting closer to the empire and closer to everything that we know he's there to really step in mm. and i think he's back anyway isn't he doing he because fallen order 2 is in production mm-hmm. right so presumably if he's starring in that one as well he's already star mm. warsing up you know to do all the mocap and all that stuff anyway so kathleen just get him over just book him a taxi <laughs> get him over Get him good. Yeah. yeah. And then wait for Mike Zero to post a YouTube video. <laughs> Fucking Mike Zero. Imagine that. Imagine that. Jedi Fallen Order 2 cancelled because Uber overcharges <laughs> for the taxi from Kathleen Kennedy's house. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy sacked. No uh, shit. That would probably switch. be a video. Yeah, yep. probably. And then it'd be a bait and switch. It'd be like, you know, that'll be the title, but in the video it'll be like, Look at this. <laughs> Got a new shelf. Yeah. <laughs> Completely 
Yeah. Oft again, YouTubers. Oh, anyway, all it is. We need to probably talk about Vader a little bit, don't we? Because we talked about spin-offs. Gazla mm. mentioned it, didn't you, mate? And like, mm. Aiden Christensen's back. You know, we're going to see him out of the suit and maybe some flashbacks, I reckon. But, you know, do we get, do we potentially get a Vader spin-off? Do we do see think? him elsewhere? Like, where's Vader fitting? Because there's 20 years un, un, untapped of Vader and Christensen's around this, you know, the right age, I guess. I mean, it would be amazing, but then you've got the old, you've got the really hard task of having your protagonist basically be a bad person and how to have that for six mm. to eight episodes or whatever, and and you know, the audience engaging with a bad person wanting his plans to so much work, like it'd be great. But yeah, like I say, if it could do maybe mm. just three, maybe three like hour long, sort of movie type episodes where he yeah. That takes on Apprentice, the Apprentice turns on him and then they fight and he kills him or something. But just builds, he builds his character a little bit. But yeah, good luck to anyone who wants that to That would be it. tough, actually. And especially on Disney as well, Andy. It's like, bad guys, no, mm. they cannot win. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get an agenda. There's, no. <laughs> there's a lot of... It's, a, it's another big blind spot for me, but I'm aware of some excellent comic books that in recent years about vader and and covering his content and that that goes into how much he continues to struggle with the light side and using his rage and his fear to power himself and having some incredibly badass scenes and things happening to him so there's got to be if i mean yeah if if they're Stuff. waiting to see yeah. It's quite Kylo Renny though, isn't it? Well, if, yeah, like, Kylo, Kylo Ren is a bit Vadery. It would be interesting, but then, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So it'd be a bit like well, maybe that's what you do, Andy. Because I think you're right. The Knights of Ren, like outside of some comic books, are totally underserved. Maybe it's a, maybe it's actually a Ben Solo thing, and because everyone's desperate for Adam mm. Driver to come back, and probably as Ben Solo, like maybe that's the sort of angle. Maybe it's a bit one of those, um, you know. Here's the flashback to, I'd love flashback to, that, to yeah. Vader. You know, the, oh look, Vader's in a similar circumstance. <laughs> you know, that whole thing. Um, where would you set the the if there was a Vader spinoff? Where would you set it? So like the gap between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Like, how far up that timeline would you set this thing? If it's like three three episodes, like you said, Andy. Um, I if I was going to go for it, I would probably do it pretty quickly after episode three, I think, when Vader's still quite, quote-unquote, mm. like, new, where, yeah, you can really, you can push maybe the dark and the good inside of him more. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I'd do that. Because, yeah, he, you could have him lose um, to a certain extent and kind of blame it on his, um, mm. on his rebirth. You guess you could say without if, if you went like twenty years into the future, I can't remember how how far New Hope is, but he'd be established. He'd be dominant Vader and stuff. So yeah, you kind of need it. Uh, yeah. Or I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was gonna try and say like a, a two point five or something, but he turns in three. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd, like a year maybe after, or straight after maybe straight after three. That That'd could be, be cool. It's weird because. Mm. You get in in a new hope. You get all of the 
the kind of disrespect the the generals on the death star death star who kind of disrespect vader and Get the, the death spa. Death spa sounds like um, a lovely place to go to. There's yeah. one of those in oh. Darton in Barnsley, mate. Don't worry about it. Nip round there after nine o'clock at night. You ain't coming back. You know what I mean? Some tenant super, 20 Berkeley blue, and a lovely. jab. Um, but yeah, the. I want to know what the general perception of Vader is between episode three and A New Hope because. He's so iconic to us as the viewers of the films, but then between episode between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, the galaxy effectively forgets that Jedi existed. And like, is he a shadowy enforcer who who the general kind of public in the in the galaxy aren't aware of, or is he a bigger figure? Because the talking about so it just made me think like, how is it that he didn't get that he hasn't been name checked? in in any in yeah well wasn't he wasn't he like the main bad guy in New well Rick? yeah exactly like tarkin was tarkin. his boss yeah he was like the henchman he kind of wasn't he yeah. over like, he was just so, a cool yeah. henchman yeah i think that shows the rewrite doesn't it oh, that so shows the retconning to... that went on after the crowds clearly went yeah. he's yeah. the good one he's the mvp <laughs> forget john bon jovi <laughs> he's the mvp <laughs> You know, it's. Um, <laughs> I think that's interesting. Um, Gaz, where would you stick that? Yeah, where would you do the timelining, similar to Andy? And, and yeah, I think so. I, th- I think I'm more interested in kind of what Drew and Andy have both said around sort of picking up shortly after um, episode three, but also what Drew mentioned around how people in the galaxy perceive Vader. Because in A New Hope, he just gets bullied, essentially. You know, when he comes into the boardroom and they're like... <laughs> and he starts giving it the big and then they're like, piss off, mate. We don't need... We don't need that in here right now. And then he gets, you know... So he gets kind of, yeah, not much respect, really. But yeah. I'm kind of interested in... Because we kind of know that Vader um, set the Inquisitors on the remaining Jedi, right? But does does the Emperor know about that? Is that in the comics or the books, anyway? I can't really remember so mm. i don't know if the emperor's like look just go and sort it out i don't care how you do it just go and get the a team together whatever or did he need some hand holding and stuff like that so i'm interested in that period as in like did the emperor like say to him you know order 66 there's probably some still them jedi still knocking around these inquisitor dudes are pretty handy go and speak to them or did he just say you know so i'm i what i'm trying what i'm driving at is did vader have some accountability over stuff that happened outside of the emperor's remit i suppose and if so did that stuff collapse on him which then had like the tarkin and the moths and everything just Mm. give him a bit of a hard time because he was like well you failed mate didn't you with all that so you're a bit of a nobody so Mm. um yeah to go back to your question um yeah shortly after episode three but i did want to sort of zip around a little bit and see how that stuff played out what about you I think that's the logical one, isn't it? It's, it is the... Because I think you get that emotional core of it as well, like, oh, my God, I've killed Padme and my two kids, you know, and, like, lost all my mates, and, like, this wrinkled old shit is actually a bit of a dick, <laughs> and, you know, he's treating me like a, an ass, you know, what, what's going on here? Um, so I liked what you said, Andy, like, almost immediately after. Like, yeah. what's going on with my legs? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like I used to be this badass superhero. <laughs> him yeah. learning to walk again. The Emperor's like, come on, you can do it. Ultimate oh, power. Once on? you've yeah. mastered the walking, you know what I mean? It's, 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 I think that would be really interesting because you do fall, the fall from grace is so big in it mm. physically, you know, for, for him. And, and then the turmoil of losing everyone and the Padme thing. And um, I think that would be quite cool, but it, it's, I suppose there's a risk of, of um, I suppose there's a risk of needing a lot of the other supporting characters to give that emotional impact. So then you end up needing either an Obi-Wan or, a, a, you know, an Ahsoka. And we know those things just can't happen because of the story. So it's like you said earlier, and you're like, man, I just, I'd hate to write that thing. Hmm. I can imagine them use. They could use uh, Padme. Padme's uh, not Force Ghost, but just like a, a, a not hallucination. Mm. But he just sees her. Well, and yeah, kind of like, and he sees the kids. And but yeah, you'll definitely need someone to, to kind conscious. of go up or be like a friend, but more go up against Vader. Yeah, but someone, yeah, someone to to really battle or either that or battle or mm. you know connect uh, bond or something. But obviously, connect a uh, battle because it's Vader. So yeah, it'd be. Interesting, but then maybe maybe cut it down to an hour, one hour episode of just Vader, Vader's first hour after being reborn, and it's just basically forty five minutes of him walking. <laughs> just ah, oh, this is it, this is it, got it. Here we go. All this just trying to get him back on okay. the shuttle. <laughs> I could. This should have been ten minutes. <laughs> I mean, given given that they've got precedent in um in Book of Boba Fett having episode five just be a Mandalorian episode. I could, I you say that I could see episode five of Obi Wan Kenobi being entirely Vader. Interesting, probably, yeah, very yep. interesting. Oh mate. god, yeah. I'm so excited. That's when I think here proper. We're probably seeing. What do you think? Actually, that's a really good point because, like, let's use my mum again. Um, do you think that? Um, my mum's not going to have the emotional attachment that we'll have to the relationship between those two characters. So I'd never thought of that, man. Do, you th do they have to do something for the casual viewer to just make sure that we all know that person and that person did these things and when this other stuff happened, it was really emotionally bad for them, like the flashbacks to the Clone Wars or whatever. Like, you're right, man. I've never thought of that. Surely mm. they have to do something. I, I d No, I'm going to say no. I think because if you're not a Star Wars fan, you're not going to go into this. But also the name of just Kenobi, I don't think you're going to go into it unless you know it. They probably will lie, you know. Oh, I don't really. Oh, I really don't want is them to just explain Darth Vader. If they get, like, I'd rather much it be this is for the fans. So they don't even mention his name. They're just like, uh, you know, who is coming or you know who has been here. I'd much prefer that than you know Vader. You know, your old, you know, even even they they do it over the top or subtly. Um, yeah, I just don't mention his name. It's full of fans. Mm. That's why they made this. So oh, I agree with that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty That's much for the fans. This one isn't it? It's not like the Mando where it's let's reinvent some new stuff to try and pull new viewers in or casual viewers and get them converted to more hardcore viewers. This is more like yeah, you're right. We know exactly who mm. these characters are. Don't need to name drop so much and and do that. Yeah, I guess it's down to um with the Vader stuff. It's w which way you go with it. Is it like Rage Vader? Shortly after Episode Three, as Mark said, where he's still bitching about losing Padme and the kids and stuff, or is it Bored Vader? Is it towards the end of his run, sort of thing, where the Emperor's just got him doing admin and <laughs> bored stuff Vader. like that? 
He's on like <laughs> indie.com uploading an old CV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Using his chest place to make a coffee, yeah. gives it to the emperor. Get off anybody. Limited coffee. It'd be quite, yeah. Yeah. New speeder. Going in between those two would be quite good. Yeah, going from the early to the old days and seeing the difference between the relationship between him and the emperor and stuff. They're just like an old married couple. <laughs> oh, shut up. Yeah. I told you already. You're in my <laughs> chair again. Get out. Oh, sorry. I thought you were left with shots. <laughs> Get some jerky. Thank you. Barbecue. Get me some jerky. Not the cheap crap. <laughs> like your face. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> comes back in with some bananas. It's like, good yeah. Here's your God. jerky, you bastard. Now get out of the throne. <laughs> I love that. All right, look, speaking of weird stuff, um, I mean, I there's not really anything to say about this. Flea's apparently in it. <laughs> He's got, he's got a Star Wars face. Uh, hey, Kenobi! <laughs> yeah, he has. Well, do you know which band popular band boy, sorry, boy band uh, at the time? Band boy. That's my, how my brain works sometimes. Boy band in the, what, 90s was an Attack of the Clones? Or half of them were? It's NSYNC. Oh, it was in sync. I heard that before. That's insane. Is that Justin Timberlake and someone else? They were all they were offered to come to be Jedi. I think for that massive fight scene, but Justin Timberlake and someone else was too tired or just didn't want to go. But yeah, three of in sync are in that fight, and you, yeah, you can see him because they're holding the microphone. <laughs> uh, like I said, but like microphones. And and Michael Jackson's on the sidelines, like what? And I can't get in this shit. <laughs> you let NSYNC you let these guys in. in. Have you Wait, seen what I've done? <laughs> Yeah. That's, oh my word. That's well, yeah, we've got needles. Flea. Yeah, we've got needles. He's going to be coming in. Needles. He's going to basically be calling. Uh, I reckon he's going to turn up on some sort of big projector screen and just call Obi Wan Kenobi chicken and just fire him <laughs> over fax machine, and that'll be that. And that's his. Here he is. Flea's back on the big screen again. Um, this is weird. Didn't expect this today. I like, woke up this morning, May the fourth. I was like, this is badass Star Wars day. Right, log on to Twitter. Oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's trending. Go on, then I'll have a look up. It's not spoil. Oh, it's Flea. What's going on there? Um, what's this all about? What's this uh, all about? It depends how big of a character or what he proper does. It's that, it, it, I thought he was going to be maybe in for like half an episode and get killed off or something. But he, like reading this, it looks like he's going to be not a massive part, but maybe a, a, a friend. Yeah, I mean... I'm all right with that because, like you said, he's sort of got that Star Wars face. You know, right, in, my, in fact, i tell you what, this is how we can fit him in. If you are just tramming around Tatooine on your four-legged camel-looking thing and <laughs> you're going to turn up on someone that is just, you know, mm -hmm. leather skin, sun-beat and looks like they've had a bit of a time of it, I actually don't know if there is anyone better than Flea. You know? He's got that face. It depends if he rocks up. It one is he coming down or something, or does he have his base? Because that'd be great if he's just in the desert, just slapping the base. What and you're you, just like, yep. What are you doing here, Flea? <laughs> I'm just slapping the base, Obi Wan Kenobi. What are you doing here? Well, I'm just trying to get over to the Lars Homestead. Don't let me stop you. Well, let me give you a soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what he's doing. He just plays the annoying soundtrack every time the camel moves. He's like, dum 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 dum. Some sort of family guy thing. <laughs> With the footsteps, yeah. 
Well, as soon as you said this, wrong movie, but I just thought Cantina. Yeah. Like, a, what if he's a Cantina scene in a CGI band until we get to the end and just flee, rocking out? As he normally is, like shirtless and jeans and stuff. He's just rocking that'd be, out on the That'd dates. be amazing. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, that, I'd or it. maybe he just plays like yeah. Anakin's old arms. You know, maybe he's just... <laughs> <laughs> So it's Flea's, Flea's arm, not Flea <laughs> it's himself. He's credited as Anakin's arm, Flea. I love that. I love it. Well, he's credited as an actor on this uh, on this site. What's he been in? I know he did like a Back documentary. Back to the Future, mate. A couple, but has he actually Back been in any future, other films? What do you think the jokes were? <gasps> you on? Oh, of course. What were you laughing at? Oh, how could I forget that epic role? It had such an he effect on my life. He someone by um, multi-room yeah. facsimile, dude. <laughs> Bloody hell, yeah. I forgot as well. And what's his name? The, the singer was in Point Break. Yeah, oh, Point that? Break. I th- wasn't he in Point Maybe. Break as well? Was he one of the He's people? in Big Lebowski as well, according to this, by uh, comicbook.com. Um, Gaz, you're a drummer. I'm a bass player. Um, turns out, by all accounts, that Red Hot Chili Peppers have got uh, vacancies because everyone's too busy <laughs> acting. So I'll stick my CV and you stick yours in. Um, yeah, cool. Are, are you up yeah. for it? Yeah, I'm up for that, mate. Yep, as long as we don't have to play all Chili Pepper songs, we can sneak in a few, uh, <laughs> a few Bon Jovi songs in there, maybe. Yeah, Hanbrolo, played by John yeah. Bon Jovi. We could do some covers. I can Tico that. Yeah, sure. I can Tico yeah. that. Cried the brilliant. I love it. I love it. Um, so Flea apparently is in, 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 I just, again, don't know what to make of this one, but Flea is in it, so we'll see. I think we should do a quick follow-up. We'll dynamically insert this as a post-roll, guys. Um, using our podcast hosting platform Captivate.fm we will let's do a follow up with everyone just to review Flea's character (laughs) I think we should do that I love it wicked (laughs) and that's the basis for the episode Flea's review and then we on we on sequel pitch will try and pitch a sequel which Flea would be the main character just just Flea's character this is genius This yeah. is genius. Um, all right, team, look, we've got two more stories. Andy, take your pick, kind sir. Ooh, should we keep with the with the Star Wars theme? Kind of makes a bit of sense, I think. Um, so we got uh, another screenwriter article with Star, Star Wars fan art shows Anakin Skywalker's soul leaving Darth Vader. Um, mm. Which is pretty cool. I mean, the picture looks kind of like it was from a <laughs> PS1 game. <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't hold that against him uh, but yeah I mean what did what, what does everyone make of this because it's a bit it's alright I don't know I'm still kind of like figuring out how I feel the other thing it. missing from it so this is like you know he's on the sure, Death sure. Star everything's blown up Luke's there the yeah. other thing that well just out of shot the thing that is clearly in this picture but we just simply haven't found yet is the person making that freaking dagger from the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Basically like, whoa, 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 do not move. Yeah. Do not move a thing. <laughs> Crafting a dagger here. <laughs> Crafting a dagger. Um, guys, you're a design guy. Yeah. What do you think? Well, the ghost, the ghost is um, Hayden Christensen yeah. as well. It's not the original oh, actor, yeah. which I, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm a bit like, it's yeah, it's nice, but it's when you saw Hayden Christ, Hayden Christian at the end of the re-edited season uh, season uh, episode three, and you're like, oh, that's not the that's not Vader. Like I wanted I wanted old man Vader, but I guess this kind of makes sense, does it? It's one of those things. Doesn't make sense because he's ter- he was a completely different character when he was Vader technically. Mm. 
So, Can they get rid of his eyebrows as well? Yeah. Why don't they lop off his... Uh, what yes, yeah. you know. So in the original trilogy, po, uh, sorry, pre-special edition stuff, the actor who plays Vader when mm. Luke takes his mask off, he's just got makeup on, and then when they did the special edition, he's got no eyebrows. So, so good use of eyebrows. Time. See you later. I don't know if that <laughs> nice makes it the into... residence. <laughs> <laughs> Let's shave his eyebrows off. <laughs> Unlimited piss take. Do you know what I mean? It's just the old shaped up. <laughs> like, Palpatine's like, remember when you toothpasted me five years ago? I'll get you back. <laughs> Still got toothpaste in his wrinkles. Like, can't get it out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The what? artwork, mm. though, circling back. Um, yeah, Andy, don't worry, man. We have news stories like this all the time where it's like, so there's this thing, and that's it. And yeah, moving Welcome on. Welcome to our podcast, mate. Yeah. yeah, but it's a very cool piece of art, though. I can I can see the like conceptually, it's mm. very very cool. So, um, yeah. Uh, Who did it? Who's the, uh, it's a guy uh, called Tillian Creative. Apparently, I don't know the guy's real name, but um, Tillian underscore Creative. Yeah. yeah, it's it's good. It's just I think it's Luke. It's Luke's hand in his face that looks very PS One yeah, old school graphics. Yeah. Everything else is kind of nice, um, but that's the first thing I saw, and I was like, this feels like a cutscene. Um, but. does some pretty cool stuff yeah, it's a bit cheesy as well it's a bit cheesy the whole uh, yeah what Tilly I'm does. just looking on his Instagram yeah so um, yeah lots lots what, of it, fan art underscore what um, t- Tillian cre- oh. underscore creative with one L we'll put a link I'll put it in the chat oh yeah it's from oh yeah look at that yeah. so why these guys are on their computers What's that Spider-Man um, 4 one all about? Sorry, guys, but look at the yeah. Spider-Man 4 one. That's just, that's a bizarre placement of that. And floor. and also his um yeah Jesus his left Christ. leg is is coming out of his arsehole. It like his his hips are all wrong. That's weird. <laughs> okay, yeah, Tillian, bad bad job, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> Stop, sorry, mate. Bad job with that it left could leg. Be fun. So the artwork's yeah. pretty good, and the line that Vader that, yeah, check them out. that Vader just... saying you already have, I find that a bit cheese, a little bit like yeah, but it's it's cool though, it's cool. Mm. This won't go on the wall, but oh, I like right. the Avengers one. It's got a lot of good concepts. We got the uh, the trio of Avengers, Iron Man, uh, Cap, and Thor coming out of the Quinjet, looking at Avengers Tower. I don't know why I always like like that shot where the heroes are have their backs to us, and you kind of see what that is see. nice actually, That's mate. Cool. Yeah, I like that. That is a good. We should put. I'll, I'll put a link to, to Tillian Creative in the in the show notes. Mm. Actually, I'll do that now while Gaz waxes <laughs> lyrical. Go on, wax lyrical for a minute. Wax lyrical. Um, what should I wax lyrical about? So there's this show coming up in a few weeks' time. <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. Sure. Going to star this dude Vader. What do you reckon? Because Mark, you, we didn't pick up on your point earlier, but you said that we're going to see some unmasked Vader. Um, do you reckon old uh, Star Wars Theory is going to be pissed about this? Because he's essentially done all this in a fan film. I know, Just but he does the it. voices as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's going to be a little bit miffed because it'll be the real... Vo- and I love I love the guy, but um, yeah, he's going to be a bit miffed, isn't he? You know, mm. he, he's, he does all the acting and all that stuff, which is great. And I really, I do, he puts so much effort into it, but... I think he I dropped think like 60 grand of his own money. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he does film. put a lot, and he's bulked up a lot as well, so I'm not saying, any, you know, I'm not throwing any shit because he'd kill <laughs> me, but 
It's uh, it must be tough when you do all that fan stuff and then they do it and it's like and this is I'm not going to lie to you, right? When Lucasfilm steal a lot of ideas from my sequel pitch, <laughs> I'll feel the same. Like when someone official does it and you don't get the credit, mm. he got to be miffed. It stays. So he might, he might stays. be a bit annoyed. Mm. Yeah, that's why you need to copyright all of your work. Well, it's out. Well, let's copyright demand. this. Well, you oh, can't because it belongs to Lucasfilm. <laughs> all right then. Well, does it? I away, it to myself in a sealed <laughs> yeah. envelope, and Lucasfilm can't stop me. <laughs> Have we got there one is, more story there to do, chaps? One more, um, with, and it's really tenuous. <laughs> and uh, from from the direct on, by Richard Nevins, did Marvel just include a Star Wars planet in New Doctor Strange two footage? No, mm. probably not. Mm. No, <laughs> no. It's on. like there's on. some great um. words. So it, it's suggesting that um, there is in in a new 17 second clip from Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, it shows the titular sorcerer jumping through different universes alongside America Chavez. Um, through this jump, they appear to go through a world filled with rocky mountains and lava flowing everywhere. Numerous fans online have begun to point out that this world looks eerily similar to the lava planet Mustafar. And then... Uh, there's only one planet in the entire fandom or film that has rocks and lava. But so it's also can't go anywhere like, else. the concept of... Uh, it's no okay i was about to be like oh but surely a multiverse is meant to be that is earth just where something different has happened but then it, it's it, it is literally infinite possibilities so <laughs> it surely they would never actually confirm that this is mustafar like at most it's a it's a cheeky nod yeah well they did can plans for uh it'd be great to see go on sorry andy I was just saying, it'd be great to see in the corner if it's a quick shot of they're flying basically from universe to universe of just two people oh, yeah. in the right-hand corner like, will, fighting. I will. That, if yeah. that's all you saw as and it was like a two-second clip, I'll be up for that. As soon as I can get this on, but, um, a, on a 65-inch 4K screen and go through frame by frame of every multiverse bit, like <laughs> that is going to be great. But it's... Oh, man, clickbait articles, especially on the film stuff, really grind my gears. Like where there was a, mm -hmm. where did they write it? Oh, I can't find the bit of text. It oh no, there we go. The there we go. Um, yeah. It so it also apparently in the What If MCU cartoon, um, there they also showed Mustafar, and so uh, where. As was the case in What If, this clip of Doctor Strange traveling through the multiverse only showed off about a second of footage from Mustafar if that's truly what the clip is meant to imply. And it's just like, come on, guys. Don't write that sentence yeah. saying this is truth and then be like, oh, but this also might be bullshit. Like, by all means, write an article saying, hey, it looks like Mustafar. Wouldn't that be cool? And I'd still read it and go, ah, that is cool. But now I'm just pissed off. <laughs> Welcome to our world, buddy. This oh, is the world of Star Wars there. news. Oh, in it just although one second. They did confirm that they pitched a Luke Skywalker cameo in What If, no. and that was rejected by Marvel. Yeah, 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 legit. And I suppose really? if you look at the What If image as well, look if you look if you do look sort of 
top center there you can see something that looks very very specifically similar to vader's castle oh that is there cool. is it is there in the animation frame that would have been i mean yeah it's exactly one of the guys mentioned it the other day big wayne you don't know him nice guy big lad uh he, um, he was saying went for a chinese and he he said i was thinking the other day what if and he pitched it you should get him on sequel pitch because you thought mine was long he basically told me this tale about um skipping through all the different multiverses similar to what you mentioned about you know dr strange going through all these different marvel things and you know whatever bad guy gets stopped big destruction big you know massive explosion out from the explosion walks one superman and i was like <laughs> oh shit yeah that would be cool blah 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 so like just these things just are in the psyche of people aren't they as soon as you get multiverse yeah. mentioned it's like like you said drew it's mm. infinite possibilities um so i don't know this is clearly clickbait and it's oh look there's fire and rock <laughs> yay it's clickbaity, defo. But I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I don't really want to see any Star Wars Marvel yeah. crossover stuff. To me, the two nah. the two things just feel like they're in a different extremely <laughs> obvious thing to say that they're in a different universe, of course, but it feels like yeah. the the essence of the force like it just doesn't belong in the Marvel universe. That seems more like it's like X-Files a mm. UFO alieny with a bit of mystic shit thrown in there now and then. It doesn't feel like the two, even if they try to do a crossover, just doesn't, yeah. I don't know, it just doesn't I, 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 I would be fine with the yeah. the three-second three shot of Mustafar having Anakin and Obi-Wan in the bottom right corner going at it. I, that I'd be okay with, but yeah, I completely agree. Any kind of extended interaction of characters trying to actually have a storyline mixing marvel and star wars would be i i would be very against that except we would get to see mace windu talk to nick fury which would be hilarious <laughs> that would be interesting for sure that would be genius that could be a film just in itself which but, character um, would get yeah, the mother i i also do not which one would get it in which one would i get mean the mother they'd thing? have to subvert it and give it to mace windu surely yeah. yeah yeah do you think because he i mean it because maybe it's just because he's so annoyed with nick fury or something because he's he just he he just, he's a jedi just he doesn't swear he doesn't say that are you telling me that when yoda lands on it would be quite Dagobah, funny he's... and he's, yoda's like oh fuck <laughs> the state of this place Are you telling me he's not like what <laughs> like motherfucker you came into my house so i don't judge my house <laughs> yoda's yoda's proud of his of his his house though no, it's when not. Luke's giving him a bit of a hard time. It's mm. like this slimy mud hole. He's like, mud hole? It's my home this is. What are you talking no, about? Yeah. This is bull. Or gas burn out the back. He knows he can't yeah. leave, that's why. He's making the best of it. Stockholm syndrome. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, you're right. He's settled. He's, he thinks he's all right, Yoda, but he's, he's, he's a right mess, isn't he, by that point? He can't remember any of the old stuff, can he? Lost his marbles, he? At that point, yeah, he's gone. He's out of it. That lad, isn't he? <laughs> Fermenting taters. Wow, we didn't mention uh, didn't mention Yoda in Kenobi oh. as well. Do you think he'll make an appearance? Yeah. What do you think? Because he's still he like just alive not. and kicking. I don't think he will. He's yeah. I think he just left, chill, pieced out at the end of three, didn't he? Well, doesn't so. he tell Obi Wan? He says we need to disappear, yeah. basically, go into hiding until the time's right to mm. come back and whip the 
So he uh, tells Obi-Wan we need to, to disappear. Mm. So I don't think we'll see Yoda in this one. Qui-Gon? Oh. We'll see him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, please. Oh, the force of... Oh, the force of... Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it'd be like... Yeah, I can imagine that. Because it'd be like, I don't want to I don't want to look after this kid, maybe. And then he'd turn to leave and <laughs> Qui-Gon will be there. And he'd be like, hey, yeah, I don't want to look after this, this kid. Like, right, I don't have to look after this kid. <laughs> Not <laughs> again. What's that to live it up. Yeah. <laughs> Not this again. There's <laughs> a canteen around the corner. Brilliant. Right until one. So... Strip club around the corner, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's they've got uh, Jaja in front of him singing Michael Jackson. Wonder Bar's getting free night, so all good. Oh god! Do you what about Bail Organa? Will we see Bail Organa? Mm, I don't know. Jimmy Smith has aged. Nah, nah. I think it's superfluous to what's going still on, mate. Badass, though. He is. He is. <laughs> He's still badass, is he? He is. Yeah, hey, Obi Wan. <laughs> you know, what I mean? all right, you just you got me. I'm scared of you more than these guys now. You got me. You got me, brother. You got me. You got me. Um, all right, let's bring this in to a close. We do not often get chance, Gary, to do our random spotlight because we do exactly what we've just done, which is digress <laughs> in a thousand different directions, or as we now call them, the multiverse of conversations. That's our get out of jail free card. Um, but we are going to do because we've got some very special guests, our random spotlight. And we're going to open the floor to Drew and Andy from sequelpitch.co.uk to bring their random spotlights to the table. So, Drew, we'll go with you first. Star Wars, random spotlight. What's something weird and wonderful that you like about Star Wars? My thing is very specific. It's unfortunate this isn't a video. I, the other day going through boxes of stuff that my mum insisted yeah. that I remove from her house and bring to my house, found my 1998 Dorling Kindersley Star Wars Incredible Cross-Sections book. And um, and when you guys said Brilliant. about having a spotlight, nice. I just thought, I, rem- I distinctly remember looking through this book, being sort of, yeah, 10 years old, reading this book and just being like, oh my God, for my whole life, X-Wings had been either on a screen or a hollow plastic toy that you put an action figure in. And this book all of a sudden just blew my tiny mind and added so much depth and complexity to this thing that felt so simple to me up until that point. And it... So yeah, my, my, my spotlight is on the really incredible like superfluous extra stuff that you can get about star wars and the sheer depth of thought that has gone into this universe well outside of well outside of the movies and well before we even had phantom menace so yeah that's my spotlight specifically i remember reading about the there's on the first page they talk about spacecraft engines and they go into exactly where the repulsor lifts are in the x-wing and what purposes they have wow (laughs) and i remember my a guy i went to primary school with john dines whose dad was dino dines of t-rex um i remember us designing a hover bike and we were like oh repulsor lifts wouldn't work but um what if we did really powerful electromagnets that that pushed against the 
the um, magnetic field of the Earth. And when you went over the equator, you'd have to flip them over. And all of that came from me reading this book. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's my spotlight. Dorling Kindersley Star Wars books. I hope they still make them. I'm going to get one for my son. They do, I'm sure, man. They make those coffee table books for everything. Um, I bet you've got some of those, guys. Uh, I've got one. I've got that no same way. book. Yeah, it's amazing. It's very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Cross sections. I think they did a, a recent one as well, like a year or two ago. I think it showed all of the like um, locations. So I did one with the vehicles and stuff. Then they did a follow-up where you saw like the AT-ATs and Ray's you know, houses and AT-AT and all I'm that stuff. To, I'm going to have to look it up. And all that. Pretty sweet. I'm going to have to get it. Oh, I think I've got that one, that Galactic Atlas one. Um, I, th- I can't remember what it's called. It might be. Yeah, it might be that one. I haven't got it myself, but I know there is a follow-up. But yeah. Then what you get down at Book Workshop for like seven quid <laughs> a pop these days. They're mint. You go after mm. Christmas and like all the stock from wherever, Woolworths. <laughs> They've Woolworths. all been uh, chucked in there. It's, I love those. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. Love it, love it. That's a good one, Drew. Andy, Andy, random spotlight, dude. Ooh. Hit us. I, what I really, what I really find interesting and commend Star Wars, obviously, with these new, because you had three of the originals, and everything has spawned from that. So all these new shows and new movies have got to somehow bring new stuff, but yet not change anything. And it's really funny because in the like the Kenobi advert, uh, advert trailer, uh, the uh, the female I can't remember. If, do we know the name? The one who's chasing Kenobi. Basically, there's like a there's like a female a female henchman, and in uh, and and um, uh, the silver Asma. one in the latest three. What's her name? The tall Game of Thrones. Oh actress. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh, there's, you know, and then there's like women in this universe, and then you get to episode four, which is like, and then you're yeah. one, and you're just like, and there's like in episode two, R two could fly, but not not ever again, and stuff like that, and it's just like, it's 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 funny that they do things and then try and retcon and then don't, but it's again when you're like, right, let's create let's create Kenobi, this six part episode. Maybe not Kenobi because that's more story based. Like like the Mandalorian or even just episode seven, eight, nine. What could we do that is something new and fans will love, but literally doesn't change anything about the lore? Uh, well, I might have brought up on sequel pits. Like I think it was Drew that had a good, uh, for me anyway, it's a good idea when the first trailer of Rise of Skywalker came out. I think it was you, Drew, that said, "Oh, I think they're going to change the mm. name of Jedi to Skywalker mm. to kind of honor Luke and stuff." And I really like that. But then you gotta kind of think of every person that maybe has a Jedi tattoo or something to do with Jedi, and then they gotta get rid of that. But yeah, I kind of every time I think of like new Star Wars stuff, it's just like what what can they do? But literally change nothing because you've already got the law and only these three films. So and fans are nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. I think Star Wars fans maybe more than any, or just I guess it's just deep fans are nuts about. And anything that, but yeah, it's yeah, that's a good one, dude. That is that is a what a problem yeah. as well. But like, imagine that being your job oh, as well. I'd love it so much. It's like it's yeah. <sighs> but like they tried it. They tried it. They tried. They tried uh, layer uh, space walking or space flying in eight, I, I and everyone hated I it. it. And then they tried uh, the force life in nine. <laughs> everyone should have hated it. And then they tried the force life in nine. Um, 
So, and to me, the only the, the main two problems with those are that they just didn't set, mm. set him up. If they somehow set him up in dialogue or something before, I would have bought it. But Leia just flying through space, for me, is not a massive Star Wars fan, like a casual fan. Like, I, I, I just didn't buy it. It seemed ridiculous mm. and stuff. So, I mean, that's, a, that's something where they're like, oh, we'll try something new, but we're going to... Well, in this case, does not explain it, but in the, 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 the given the life force, it's quite a cool thing. You can give your life force to save someone else. Yeah, but why didn't Kenobi do it to Qui Gon Jinn, and why didn't someone else do it to mm. this person and stuff like that? So yeah, and they like set the precedent with that, didn't Hard they? One, like yeah. twenty four hours before on the Mandalorian, when Grogu did that with the Rhino Beast, and you're like, mm. I said, to, I remember seeing it and saying to Sam, see, I, I didn't it see was, that. I, they just yeah. did it. it was the same thing man and it was like it, they just brought the thing back to life and I said to Sam honestly on the surf I was like that's going to be in the film this week I can guarantee you that now, I think we said it guys definitely going to be in the film yeah. and they do yeah yeah. what a cool job though yeah annoying but cool 100% yeah yeah yes well, that's probably the most interesting random spotlight we've had on the show, chaps. Normally, Mark and I are just like, well, yeah, there's this satellite dish on the Millennium Falcon that was constructed out of uh, this sort of strange metal, and uh, it goes back to the Corellian days. And yeah, so very cool, very cool. Um, right, I think we've waffled on long enough, dear Star Wars listener, about Star Wars. I think we're going to wrap there for episode 154. It's been great having these guys on the show. I just want to say a huge thank you for taking the time out of your evening to uh, to come and join us and talk about Star Warsy stuff. I know we invaded your show recently and did our sequel pitch stuff, so thank you for for reciprocating and popping back on. It's been awesome. Oh, thank you very much, you. Drew. It's, it's been cool. Yeah, genuine pleasure. Like it, lovely to be able to just sit and chat Star Wars. It's been a long time. Cool, cool. Thank you very much, Andy. It's been entertaining, dude. Yeah, thanks very much. It's such a such a fun uh, such a fun night. It's been very cool. So if you guys want to check out these guys on their own podcast, which is Sequel Pitch, make sure we do that Sequel Pitch. I think it's it uh, .co.uk. I not get right? it. .com. It I is. Yep. Get it. Bastards. <laughs> sequel-pitch.com <laughs> potentially coming up but for now sequelpitch.co.uk hosted by Captivate go and check them out and uh, just loads of very very cool episodes as Mark said and he's not BSing you can always tell when Mark's BSing and he's not BSing on this one it is one of the best podcasts um, out there so, so go and check it out Mark it's been fun as always buddy I thought you were going to David Brent me then I, I can tell him Mark's BSing his lips are moving you know what I mean I thought you were going to hit me with that one I, well that's too obvious mate yeah. cheers 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 no no thank you man um, always a pleasure and uh, Drew and Andy fantastic to be able to chat to you and, and just yeah it's weird I'm, I'm in that position now where like I know your voices from your podcast so now I'm thinking when I when I hear you talk, I'm like these guys are celebrities. <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing! Like you know that sort of thing. So this is badass. I've really really loved it. And please, you listener out there, if you love this show, you're gonna love Sequel Pitch. It's like this, but better oh, sh- and much more prepared. So you are gonna really enjoy it. Same type of people, same sort of vibe, and and, and you'll just love it. But uh, thank you guys, and yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. Cheers, ears. Indeedy, indeedy. Yes, and uh, we'll have you guys on again, for sure. This is not the last time. Thank you, we would love to be back. And likewise with you guys. Oh, yes, love it. Indeedy. We'll have you back on to review the whole Obi-Wan Kenobi series, because we've spoken a a lot about it previously, so we'll get you back on. We We could cross over. We should should cross over again. Fleas. Fleas. You've got Fleas 
please comment. We'll do the sequel pitch on your show and we'll Perfect. do the review on this show. Awesome. Dun, dun, okay. Perfect. We'll get that Love scheduled. Perfect. And on that note, uh, dear Star Wars Mister, it's been awesome for you to join us and make sure that you are follow, following or subscribing to this podcast in your fave podcast app of choice, of course. Uh, we put a new episode out every single Saturday. And if you'd like to support the show, if you want to throw a few bucks our way, uh, as Mark said, very 100% honestly at the beginning of the show, we put it all back in uh, to all of the equipment and production, all that stuff to bring you Star Wars content all the time. You do it on Patreon. So Star Wars nope it's not starwars.com <laughs> it is sparkofrebellion.com forward slash patreon and there are various tiers there from a dollar upwards get yourself some SOR swag and support the show it's very much appreciated and to our current patrons thank you so much for your continued support you guys are awesome we're on the socials too instagram and twitter just sparkofrebellion.com forward slash twitter or forward slash instagram we chat star wars throughout the week so come and get involved over there and until next time, take care of yourselves and may the force be with you always.